Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about all things tech. We don't just talk about tech. We also deep dive into the societal and cultural implication of the tech that we talk about. Today, we're going to talk about BIOS. It's a very interesting topic, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, it is more of a hardware uh, topic, and we haven't covered a lot of hardware um, items before. So hopefully, our audience will enjoy this uh, diverse side of uh, side of the uh, conversation. And yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about BIOS. So thanks, Renat, for coming up uh, suggesting this topic. Um, I think it's a quite uh, relevant topic. A lot of people uh, now are into gaming and they try to assemble their own uh, computers. And a lot of times when you assemble your own hardware, you need to understand what a BIOS is. Well, there are newer versions of the BIOS, but essentially, I mean, it all starts from there. So I think it's a very relevant topic because gaming has picked up quite a lot, especially after COVID hit and a lot of people were indoors. So gaming picked up uh, quite massively. And I think recently you tried to upgrade the firmware on your BIOS and you faced some issues. So that uh, gave you the idea to recommend this topic. So yeah, thanks so much for recommending it. So yeah, let's uh, start talking about what BIOS is. What do you know about BIOS? Yeah, actually, yeah, no, it is a, it is a, um, a very, very, well, I wouldn't say very, but it is somewhat of a technical topic. Uh, BIOS is basically the first thing um, that a computer needs to run. Uh, um, I don't actually remember what BIOS stands for. What, do you remember what it is? It stands for Basic Input Output System. Yes. So um, I, I remember when I was a teenager, I went to my first uh, computer training and this was about hardware training. And uh, I've, I've already self-taught myself by disassembling and assembling the computer at home and, you know, made it not work so many times and got scared and then somehow made it work. So with all of those processes, I figured out RAM and hard drive and processor, but the BIOS is something that doesn't, it usually isn't a, like a physical part that you take out. It's, it's integrated within motherboard. Um, and uh, it is, uh, as I said, it is the very first thing the computer needs in order to boot itself into the operating system. So, um, uh, even though I self-taught myself all of the other parts, I wasn't very much aware of what BIOS is and what it can do. And in, in the first uh, computer training I went, they kind of went through it. And I thought this is just a completely new world that's opened up. I mean, I didn't know that at the time of Windows starting up, you can actually do something. And it just felt like, um, you know, like something really like a that I've become a hacker of some sort or like some um, magical new chapter in computing that, uh, that, uh, that I didn't know about. So um, yeah, BIOS is basically when your computer starts to boot, it needs a number of information about the hardware that the computer is made of, uh, you know, including the RAM processor and everything. Uh, so the first set of information it needs, uh, the first set of instructions or steps that it needs to take, BIOS has those information uh, stored in it, uh, and uh, it is 
the information is still available and doesn't get wiped off even when the computer is turned off because it is supported by its own independent battery as well. So it is a very interesting side of computing. And um, that that's that's what I can say BIOS is in a nutshell, the, the very first point of contact for, for a computer. Well, the, I just have to correct uh, you some uh, here. Uh, the only thing that you mentioned, uh, which I want to correct is the battery. So the battery is used to uh, tell the computer what time is it. So it's just to keep the time. It's not to store the, if you remove the battery, the bias will still be there. So the bias is just used to uh, make the uh, firmware of, aware of the time because it won't know how, how to keep the time. So the battery helps the motherboard to keep track of the time, uh, even right, okay. shut off. Uh, because even without the internet, the computer needs to keep track of the time, right? So that's how it does uh, with the help of the battery. Okay, okay, that's that's really good. Good to know. I mean, thank you for uh, telling me this. That's a, another yeah. piece of new information. Because, because, that... uh, I've I've done that. I've removed the battery, and then the time uh, got reset. And I was like, why? What happened? Why is it gone to like nineteen hundreds or something? And then I realized, okay, once you remove the battery, it resets the time. So you have to set the time manually again. So that's what the time is. And you're right. BIOS is the first thing that the computer, um, I mean, starts using. But I think we need to understand what a computer is and why we need a BIOS and uh, what's an operating system, what's the difference. I think we need to understand that as well. And I think one of the things that people should know is that you can assemble a personal computer and install a Windows or a Linux operating system, but you can't assemble a Mac machine. So Apple machines, you can't assemble it yourself. You can't buy the parts and you can't assemble it. So this is purely for people who assemble computers for installing Windows or Linux. Um, and it's purely for that. And uh, normally, when you assemble a computer, and we have done an episode on that, on how to assemble your own computer, uh, is that you need a motherboard, you need some memory, you need a storage device, um, you need a graphics device, you need a power supply unit to power all the devices, and you need a CPU to keep all the devices plugged in together. And that's about it. And you need some peripherals, which is the monitors, the keyboards, and the mouse maybe speakers and cameras. So these these are all the things that you need to assemble a computer. So it's pretty straightforward. Now, uh, why we need all that part? So motherboard, as you can imagine, is the board that combines everything and that holds everything together. So all the information that has to go from the hard disk to the RAM, uh, to the graphics card, to the com uh, to the mouse, keyboard, camera, etc., will go through the motherboard. So the motherboard talks to all the devices, and the devices in turn talk to each other through the motherboard. And the motherboard, when you buy a motherboard, the motherboard has a chip. That chip basically has the BIOS. It's a basic input-output system. You can consider it as the operating system of the motherboard without Windows or Linux installed on it. So when you first start the motherboard, it will boot into the BIOS. And yes. even when you don't have any Windows machine installed, but when you buy something from the shop, it will have Windows operating system installed. Now, suppose for some reason, you have to remove that uh, Windows installation or you have to format your hard disk, which is deleting all the data on your machine, uh, on your hard disk, then you will need to again reinstall the operating system. But for you to reinstall the operating system, you have to load it somewhere. And in order for you to load it somewhere, you need another, like an operating system to load that. And that's where the BIOS kicks in. 
Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty interesting way of putting it. Absolutely, you're right. You have all of these parts and you assemble them, but then that 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 those parts don't have any memory or instructions or you know steps or doesn't know anything about what to do. If you just you know put turn on the power, nothing will happen if there is no BIOS. So. Uh, going back to what you were saying, you know, you buy the motherboard and the CPU and the hard drive, but the hard drive is empty. You 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 bought it from the shop and assembled it, install, uh, sort of assembled it within your uh, uh, desktop or PC or wherever, and then you turn on. But the hard drive is empty. There is nothing there because the shop, you know, uh, gave you the hard drive empty as as it is. Um, so uh, there is no Windows installed. Uh, so how would the PC turn on? How would it know what to do? So that information is in BIOS. The first PC will check that all the all the, all of its um, the CPU will check that all of the other components that it needs are there. So it will check whether the graphics card is there. It will check whether the RAM is there, and then it will check whether uh, the the hard drive is there. And uh, then it will look look for uh, information to boot a operating system. Now that uh, the the sequence with which the CPU will look for is called boot sequence, and that sequence is also the the order of of where to look is also stored in the BIOS. So BIOS is helping. CPU to check if everything is in order. And if everything is in order, then the next step is where do I boot from? And that all information is also given in the BIOS, which you can also manually go in and set. So as you were talking about a scenario earlier, when if your computer operating system crashed for whatever reason, and it could happen to anyone, and it happened to me in my lifetime uh, more than once. <laughs> so what do you do? Your hard drive has no information. You know, the ex existing hard drive, the, the operating system crashed and you had to take it out. And either you had to format it and deleted everything or it just isn't working. So you had to replace it with a new hard drive. Um, and then how that new hard drive doesn't have any uh, uh, operating system or anything installed. So basically you create a bootable USB drive or an external drive but how would your CPU know where to look for that Windows or operating system, the installer file? The BIOS will tell it and you will tell the BIOS where to look for it. So that's that's how uh, the whole thing can come. That's, that's kind of the big bang of uh, <laughs> starting up a computer. The very, star very starting point is, is where the BIOS kicks in. Yeah, true. Very true. I think it is uh, incredible how all these things work together because, I mean, um, if imagine you don't have anything on the hard drive and you want to load something. And I think um, while you were talking, I just realized that we have something called as firmware, we have something called as hardware, and then we have something called as software. They all are different types of wear, but they have like different meanings. Hardware is something you can touch, software is something you can't touch, and for firmware is something that will remain in that uh, hardware f uh, even if you power it off. So that yeah, this is firmly, firmly put into place. <laughs> and most of the hardwares, not most, all hardwares that uh, you can power on, 
uh, and that have some uh, kind of computing uh, capabilities will have a firmware. Your camera will have a, a chip with a firmware on it, so you can update the camera. Uh, so the basic uh, uh, operations always remain there, even if you, uh, even if your camera crashes or whatever reasons you are unable to find. So it, the hardware will still work, and that's what the motherboard has on the chip with the uh, chip that tells, okay, yeah, this is the BIOS, and uh, this uh, software will help identify everything else. And what you mentioned that when you power on, uh, it checks for all the hardware. That's basically a post. So that's power on self test. So that's a test that all computers do. They make a beep sound uh, when you power it on. That beep sound is basically the post uh, has passed. So the power on self test has passed. It means that it has detected all the connected devices and they're all operational keyboard mouse hard disk ram everything and now we keep talking about ram rom what is this so the firmware itself is only uh, uh, i mean uh, it's it's actually stored on something called as uh, read only memory but you have to flash it uh, and and then only you can write it but normally in all conditions it's read only memory you cannot write to it uh, so only the uh, specific software from the motherboard manufacturer is able to write on that particular uh, chip. No, uh, no one else can write on that chip. And if you try to do it, you ruin the motherboard, and then you can't um, run any of the it. Warranty is void. Yeah, warranty is void. <laughs> in not just motherboard, in any, um, you know, that's essentially what they call of. Uh, I think when when they say we jailbroken it or uh, yeah, jailbreak a device or something. Yeah. Something. So you basically uh, void the warranty. You get bypassed the restrictions that the manufacturer has put in place, so you don't accidentally destroy it or break. Yes, it absolutely. So this it. is actually for 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 good reason. It is there that protection. So the hardware is always usable because you can change everything uh, about that hardware, all the configuration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that that uh, you know the, the the core pieces of information it needs to communicate with any other anything else. I mean, if we're talking about a you know webcam, for example, that also has some firmware installed, and uh, yeah, you could you could use the webcam, the video, and the microphone, all the everything you can configure. You can zoom in, out, turn on and off, microphone increase, but the very basic piece of core information that it needs to communicate with other hardwares, like when you wire it up and it connects to the computer, how does it know that it is in webcam? How does it know that it should yeah. be transferred video? How it... So all of these very basic things are actually in that firmware and um, uh, it is protected just so the webcam would always work <laughs> and no one accidentally uh, alters those those information and am i right in saying that bios is the firmware of the motherboard and um... uh it's uh, it's part of the firmware i think uh, the 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 firmware when it gets updated it updates the bios as well but uh, i think the firmware does a lot of other things it has uh, some other information bios is just a way to interact with the, the with the hardware without an operating system so think of it like this i mean you don't have any operating system installed but you want to check if your hard drive is connected and it's currently identified by the motherboard if your memory is connected and it's currently identified if your graphics card is connected and it's currently identified and finally you have to check whether your uh, boot order sequence which renath mentioned so boot 
root order sequence, what does it mean? For a layman, it means that, okay, I am looking for an operating system that I want to install. And I want to look for that operating system in specific hardware devices. It could be the hard disk. It could be a pen drive. It could be a CD. It could be anything. It could be a floppy disk. So I will decide. I was just okay, going to say floppy so disk. Yeah. Boot order. Boot order sequences. It could look everywhere based on the order of what you select. So normally in today's day and age, uh, if we select a USB, a thumb drive that you can connect externally. Otherwise, in olden days, it will used to be a floppy disk. Or you can connect an external hard disk and tell the computer that, okay, or a CD, and you can tell the uh, BIOS that, okay, boot from the CD. So the BIOS will boot from the CD and the CD will have some information to start the installation process. The installation process itself means writing something on the hard disk. And when it writes something on the hard disk, it creates a master boot record. So that boot record will tell the BIOS to look for the operating system at this point in the hard disk. Because hard disk is huge and the first sector of the hard disk is the master boot record. And the BIOS will look at the MBR, master boot record in short. And then it will uh, start the load the operating system and give the control to the operating system and operating system will then take over. And then you don't have to interact with the BIOS anymore. So that's what is done. And that's how you pass on the control. So it is it is a very intricate system and BIOS helps you do that. And sometimes when you plug in a device, uh, you can't see it in BIOS. So that means the device is not working or there is a firmware update needed or something like that. So you need to make sure that the device is connected properly and it's detected by the BIOS because even when you install the operating system, you will not be able to use that device. Right. Yes, absolutely. So we have some understanding now on what BIOS is. Um, now let's talk about how to get into BIOS. What, what, what does it look like in, on the computer monitor? Now that was that, uh, that the, the day I found out that was very exciting for me, even though I was uh, like a early teenager, uh, I was very interested in computing and, you know, I was uh, always playing about with uh, windows and operating system, but I never knew about this, this, you know, the, the one stage earlier of, of how to, you know, sort of configure a computer in, in this, in this core way. So as the computer is turning on, when you, when you turn on the power button and, you know, you, you start hearing the sound of the computer turning on, the fans are turning on, etc. And then you see the, the, usually the Windows logo or the logo of the motherboard or whatever, um, before it sort of loads the operating system itself. Now, at that while that uh, that that logo is showing, at the bottom it usually says it, and it, it is it is there for a very quick, like maybe a second or less than that. So, if you're not looking for it, you might actually miss it for every every time. All these years, you know, our, our audience, you guys are using a computer and seeing your computer turn on, you see that screen, but you probably have never noticed that at the bottom, there is usually something like press delete for BIOS or, um, or F12, uh, depending on the manufacturer, 
uh, there are a number of different buttons, keyboard, uh, keystrokes that you have to do to go inside the BIOS. Um, for Gigabyte, uh, which is mine, it's usually F12 or delete. Um, so you have to, because the screen stays for only a split second, you have to be very quick. And I think very, you know, maybe in a very naive way, I just frantically keep, keep pressing the delete button so I don't miss that quick option. So as soon as you turn on the computer and you might actually want to, if, if you do want to get into your BIOS, um, which I would recommend, you know, doing enough research before you do. Um, but if you do want to get in, uh, you want to first, I suppose, Google what your manufacturer brand is, uh, if it's Gigabyte or whomever. Um, then by Googling, you will know which button you need to press um, to, to get inside. So as you turn on power on the computer from a full shutdown state, uh, not from a hibernation state, uh, as you turn it on, it turns on and you hear the fans started running, etc. And then you keep pressing that button continuously. <laughs> this is my advice. That is what I do. And then suddenly you'll see a new screens just came opened up before the windows has even started up and you know it, it it's um it is quite eye-opening um because you, you definitely feel like you're an advanced computer user now uh, because it just it just even the interface is all black and white and uh, a lot of the times it's like uh you know command prompt etc etc so it is actually quite a fun place to get into and even if you are hesitant that you might do something wrong um uh, just know that if you don't save at the time of exiting if you just say don't save anything and exit it won't make any any changes so uh, you, you won't basically break your computer in that way. Uh, so that's how you get into a BIOS. And uh, what do you, what do you see after you're getting in? Um, Amit, if you want to sort of explain what, what. Uh, your thought is on that. Yeah, I think I think it's a good way to explain because I also keep pressing that F12 or delete <laughs> button frantically. I'm like, okay, I should not miss the bias. I should not miss the bias. And yeah, that's that's something that you always do. Even if people say press it once and you will get in there, but you never you're never sure when is the exact moment where it actually goes in. So you keep frantically pressing it before the logo appears. Now, um, um, another thing that I wanted to mention is that the text that used to come be below the operating system logo, it was, I think, only in few Windows operating systems. With Windows 10 and 11, it doesn't appear. I'm not sure about the different Linux operating systems as well. So normally it doesn't come. And uh, I think uh, you mentioned about the command prompt, but the command prompt is part of uh, a data operating system from Microsoft. So you still need some kind of uh, the, I think, the operating system to- Yeah, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean command prompt. Uh, yeah. it, I didn't mean that it is command prompt. I just meant that it looks like it as looks if like you're something, doing yeah, something very white or grayscale, <laughs> blue and white. So different colors, but it's very. It's a. So it's like those old uh, video games that you see, just uh, two or three different colors, and that's it. And the only way you can interact with that is the keyboard. 
you can't use the mouse so the only way you can go through the whole screen is through the uh, keyboard you cannot interact uh, with the mouse um, there are newer versions of BIOS and we'll talk about that a bit later but uh, the uh, traditional BIOS you can only interact with the keyboard now when you enter yeah. into the uh, BIOS you will see a couple of things like you will see the about screen who the manufacturer is and what the BIOS is from the versions the software versions the hardware versions the different types of hardware that's connected the boot order sequence the fan temperature the other 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 things that you can control the power supply unit so when you have a, a computer you need a power supply unit so you can set the voltages you can overclock it you can overclock the processor etc everything can be done from the BIOS so yes. so overclocking basically means uh, increasing the speed at which your processor works so suppose your processor is meant to work at 3.2 gigahertz you can overclock it to 3.4 gigahertz by adding an external cooler so in in case it increases its heat you can still cool it and it can operate at a much faster speed so that's overclocking so whenever gamers they want to overclock their machines they go there and they configure everything they add a cooling system so you can configure the cooling system from there like what's the op optimum temperature when do I uh, shut down the computer because it's reached a temperature that's beyond the limit and it will be it will cause a meltdown etc etc so yeah those are some of the ba basic things that you can uh, see so hardware information software information system clock as well so you can adjust the system clock so the computer itself needs to know the time uh, otherwise when you switch it on it will not know what time is it because it's still not connected to the internet um, so all those things and then what is the master boot record what is the boot order sequence all those things are there in the BIOS and you can configure all of this and as Renat mentioned if you play with it and you are still not confident don't save anything and it will just work as as normal all of these these things you can do and uh, learn about your computer through BIOS so as you were saying categorizing uh, I, I was going to say the same thing there are two things one is knowing about your computer in detail at the very core level and also then configuring your hardware so it suits your need so in terms of information you can get all of those information that you probably can't or couldn't get through your operating system the 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 fan speed temperature your actual cpu temperature and uh, the make and model of all of those those individual components and what they are capable of i mean depending on how the what the version of the uh, bios is and uh, you know the the manufacturer and how they designed the the BIOS interface, uh, you could get a lot of information that are not available anywhere else. Uh, that's information. And then there are configuration. You could configure many things about the CPU. You can overclock it and not just the, the, the CPU, but also you can overclock your RAM um and graphics card possibly as well yes and not just overclock and it, it, they, they give you a lot of other ways to configure it uh you know the rams have various modes like xmp um and then graphics card would also probably have various configuration that you might want to you know tailor uh based on the kind of work you do maybe you game maybe you have like really high intensity graphic design or like you know, 3D or VR um, use usage or designing, you know, all of these things require uh, you know next level graphics card, and the capacity might need to be increased. 
And another thing uh, that is also interesting is um, it's uh, it's not it's not just desktop PC. You can also do the same thing. There is a BIOS in your laptop as well, and um, laptop is is just a compact version of the PC. So all of the components that are in a desktop PC is also there in a in a laptop. So a BIOS exists in the laptop inside the laptop. There is a motherboard as well, and there it exists. So you can actually enter as you turn on your laptop. If you press the same button. Uh, you'll be able to in enter and then you could also overclock and do other configuration of your laptop in that way. Um, obviously, you know, uh, doing doing things that are not allowed by your laptop manufacturer might void your warranty, so be careful of that. Uh, but yeah, it is it is open and uh, it's, it's very interesting to look through all the things that are available. You don't need to change anything, but you can see what they are. I think uh, that's a very interesting thing because uh, laptops, uh, I mean, you can configure the BIOS and you can actually upgrade the laptops. Again, we are talking only about laptops uh, the, on which you can install uh, Windows and Linux operating systems, uh, not Apple MacBooks because MacBooks, you can't do anything. Even if you can, uh, it's not allowed. You'll not get any spare parts um, and you'll have to do it through the Apple uh, repair center. But uh, with the laptops, I personally have a Dell laptop and uh, I have upgraded the RAM. So I had like 8 GB RAM, I installed another 8 gigabytes. So now I have 16 gigabytes of RAM. And then I also updated the hardware, uh, sorry, hard disk. So that means earlier I had about um, uh, 256 gigabytes. Now I have about uh, 500 gigabytes. So I upgraded the hard disk as well. So I upgraded these two and uh, it just works fine and i checked uh, when i installed this hardware i checked in the bios that it's correctly detected before actually installing the operating system so that i don't waste my time because if the hardware is not correctly detected by the motherboard because imagine laptops are normally much more compactly packed and they come pre-configured with everything so the hardware is also tied and installed but dell is very good because uh, when you order the dell laptops you customize it and i'm pretty sure that you can customize other laptops like lenovo and other manufacturers but dell is specially good at it and uh, you can uh, easily upgrade but of course my laptop is very old so i can't upgrade now beyond 16 gigabytes if i want to do 32 gigabytes i can't do that because it's a limitation of the hardware which i have read online and i know so again i mean if you say install something that's not supported by a motherboard you'll not see it in your bio so it means that it's not supported or it's malfunctioned most likely if you buy something new it's uh, the reason it's not detected is that it's not supported so always check the uh, motherboard on the supported hardware platforms yes yes these are some there are some very cool things you can do but again as as amit said uh, i'll always caution the, the uh, audience to sort of always be careful on what you're changing and do a lot of research i mean all of these information are actually available not only what would happen if you do this but what are those things to begin with? I mean, if you don't know what boot sequence is when you are going through the 
uh, BIOS options and uh, different sections of configuration. You can just Google it, and there are you know a lot of uh, literature around all of those different options. And also another thing I would invite, and it's often overlooked or uh, ignored, is is the user manual provided by the motherboard manufacturer. There, actually, you'll see some uh, some specific options that are available in BIOS and for your motherboard that are may not even be clearly available online. And it, there are many like advanced features, which are actually, which could be actually very useful. And this actually brings me back to my experience a few weeks ago when I was uh, uh, in a bit of a trouble with my BIOS upgrade. Um, so I was, I, I discovered that uh, the the BIOS version I had uh, was actually uh, quite old. It was the first uh, released version. And since then, there has been like 35 different releases. And there are some of those are security updates as well. So I thought, okay, it is um, it is time and it is important that I do my BIOS firmware update. Uh, so I actually went through the regular update procedure but it just stopped re responding and my computer wouldn't wouldn't boot and this this was quite a big problem because everything else once the booting is is complete you know the hardware and everything operates everything is fully working but just because of this tiny configuration in bios uh, for some reason the upgrade uh, didn't didn't go uh, smoothly and it can happen to anyone so that's why it's again a, a very something that uh, you want to be very cautious about. So I had kept a backup of the firmware in a pen drive just in, in, in for these certain scenarios. Uh, but even the backup wasn't, when I tried to roll back, uh, it, it still wasn't responding. And what I needed to do is what they call flushing the BIOS. So wipe out all the memories inside the BIOS and then install the the a fresh version now i know for a fact that the, there was something wrong with the updated versions that i tried to install so i downloaded uh through another computer downloaded the first version that was originally installed in my bios anyway and then i looked through and read through the whole of the user manual by the manufacturer and then realized that there is a special feature where with which you can actually um, wipe, you know, refresh the whole thing in BIOS, reset and wipe out, and then install the first version as as it, as if it just came from the shop um, through an USB. And uh, he, he had to have a very intricate step by step guide, and he had to one, it had to be in the right order at the right time. But that feature, uh, you know, is not easily available in 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 other places online because that's a very unique feature specifically done for that motherboard by the manufacturer. And I was able to follow it, and then I got my desktop PC back, which was a big relief and a big experience and a, a good argument and a good incentive for our audience to always know that, always read the user manual, especially the motherboard user manual. And also while reading it, I also found out so many other cool features that the motherboard had, the capacity and a few other things that you can configure. 
you know, they're, they're quite, uh, quite a good, useful information and features that are actually available. So it is, it is actually, um, you know, um, I would recommend it very much that, uh, that you guys do that whenever you're playing with BIOS, even if you are just, uh, overclocking it, which is for gamers, I think it's a, it's a piece of cake, but it still is good to sort of be aware of all the things that you can do. Yeah, I think uh, that was a very uh, interesting experience that you had because I never had that uh, experience. Luckily, uh, whenever I flashed the BIOS, it worked. Um, and so I didn't have to go through that pain. Uh, whenever I installed the operating system, I have, I have struggled, but not with the BIOS. So that was a good learning experience and that gave us this topic. But I think the BIOS that you had was a very new version where you could use it with your mouse as well as keyboard. And that's called a UEFI uh, version or unified extensible firmware interface uefi and that's a new version of bios so the older version of bios is 16 bits uh, you can't uh, use a mouse you can only use keyboards it's uh, the the gui is very basic but you can still see something on the screen with the um, with the newer version of the bios uh, it's called uefi and with the uefi mode you can use your keyboard and mouse and it has a proper gui which is the graphical user interface and you can then use it uh, for various things like the limitation for BIOS is that it can detect up to hard drives of 2 terabytes 2.2 terabytes you can't install more terabytes because the 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 BIOS the the operating system of the motherboard or the firmware it doesn't support that uh, capacity hard drive so you need because of the 16 bit uh, uh, limitation so you need a, a better uh, operating system or a, a software for your uh, or the firmware for your motherboard and that's where the UEFI comes and plays it's more secure and it's not installed on the firmware it's actually on a file and that file sits on a partition on your hard disk so it's like the master boot record but instead of calling the master boot record it's called the EFS uh, or EF uh, partition um, um, so that partition is where the uh, file sits and when your computer loads it loads that file uh, from the hard disk and uh, it uh, loads the uh, UEFI uh, or the BIOS as you call it um, interface and then you can interact so it gives you more advanced features and it's more secure it's 32-bit uh, and 64-bit and most now modern computers uh, which you assemble will have that which will have a graphical interface you can uh, uh, I mean get to it by pressing the same F12 or delete button depending upon the manufacturer as Rinath mentioned but it's a completely new interface where you can use your keyboard and mouse I'm guessing that's what you had right uh, Rinath Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, mine, mine did respond with uh, my keyboard and mouse, which, which was actually quite helpful <laughs> when you were trying to look through all of the different sections and configurations of, of the BIOS. And another time when uh, BIOS configuration might be quite necessary to do, uh, as well as for gamers and overclocking, etc. Another time is if you are ever uh, uh, sort of building your uh, virtual machine inside your Windows, 
So uh, there are various uh, 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 software platforms which lets you create another operating, you know, lets you install another virtual machine or, you know, the full-fledged computer, a separate computer inside your operating system. Um, there is VirtualBox, which is an open source free software. And then there is VMware, which also lets you do that. But that's a paid, uh, a paid uh, no, VMware, option. I think uh, you can uh, you can use it free as well. The only the player, but you can't create new virtual machines. You can get right. an image and then you can open it, but you can't create. I think you can't. Uh, so mm -hmm. you need an image and you can use the VMware player because I use that as well. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so for, for either of those uh, virtual machines to install and work, there is a, a necessity that the BIOS uh is configured so it 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 can work so otherwise in VirtualBox, what i experienced is when i tried to install or create a machine and then i turned it on and nothing was happening and uh because there is a particular uh configuration option i think it's i think virtualization virtualization yes, yes, hardware virtualization or something like that Yes, yes. So basically, when you are creating the virtual uh, machine, it is actually being created, you know, properly, it is actually a separate, uh, you know, operating system, a separate computer altogether. And um, then it uh, sort of, um, you know, takes data or internet connection, everything from the host computer, but it actually behaves and operates as if it's an independent computer unrelated to the host computer. And in order to create that, you have to have that host virtualization option on in BIOS. And this, this configuration option is also different for different motherboards, like, and also AMD and Intel have different settings for the same thing as well. So there is a lot of, there is a, a few research that that is needed if you are creating a virtual machine but you know configuring bios is an integral part of it so that's another time when you would come across this yeah i think uh, th those are uh, very interesting and very good to know points that uh, yeah these are uh, different things that you need to be aware of so thanks thanks Renat, for sharing it so i think we have covered most of the things that we wanted to cover today about bios mm -hmm. i think it's a very interesting topic i think it it covers the fundamentals like okay you have a computer how does it start how does it work how does the operating system know what the hardware is etc etc what happens if your operating system crashes i think these are some of the fundamental stuffs on which you can build upon and bios is very critical to that uh, crucial not cri i mean critical as well but crucial and um, i think we have covered that and maybe we can cover some more hardware related topics like okay what if you want to install a linux machine or what you want to reformat the um sorry part uh, part change the partition size of your um uh, hard disk when the operating system is already installed on it so yeah various various things and it's it's a very fascinating world this uh Technology. The hardware world. Yeah, hardware yes, world. yes, absolutely. You're right, Amit. And uh, yeah, this this may have been a um, uh, a bit of a uh, technically uh, intimidating topic, but uh, we've tried to talk about it in a way that any non-techie people would understand as well. But if you guys have any question or anything you'd like us to clarify further, or if you'd like us to talk about, talk about a particular topic please do reach out to us. Our contact information is there below at any whichever platform you're listening to us. 
Um, we look forward to seeing you all again in our next episode. But until now, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.